Hello and welcome to A Conversation with Open Minds. Whether you are a new or repeat listener, we're glad you're here and we're glad you're still listening to us. I would like to introduce the two co-hosts with me today. I'm here with Noah. Hello, everybody. And I'm also here with Randall. Show you right. Hello, everybody. Good morning. So today, we're going to actually talk about music. We're going to talk about how it influenced us over the years and um, maybe even our, our favorites uh, might even kind of fit in there. It's kind of like our top five genres, if you want to call it that. Um, so I think whoever wants to get go first, between Noah or Randall, we'll get started. Go ahead, Noah. Alrighty, I'll hit it off here. So for me, I'm going to start off with a little... Um, talk about music and how I feel about it. And I'm a huge music fan. I love music um, probably since I was a kid. I mean, I've always been one of those people that likes good songs. I hear something and I go, oh, that's catchy. And for the three of us, I think we're all in that same position where music means a lot to us. And we can pick out what that meaning is, um, you know, from the songwriter, from the music itself. And you hear it and it affects you. Um, You could be thinking the same thing or it's just something that takes you somewhere or makes you think of something else. And I love that about music. I like that people can hear the same thing and think of different things. Um, You know, music is very personal. You usually get your musical taste from your parents and your friends. Um, And then you develop it as you get older, you kind of listen to things and go, okay, I like this. And it's based on your preferences and you become your own person. I think that's just in general with everything and everybody. Um, When you have kids, you tend to get into that kid music time frame and then you get out of that and you're like okay enough barney let's listen to some music that i grew up with and you, you make that transition um and to go way back um you know talking about music as uh, as a medium and i think all three of us can agree on this that back in the day when you would go to a record store and you'd buy a record and you put it on a record player and a lot of people kids nowadays don't know what that is i mean you might as well give them an old dial telephone exactly, and be yeah. like what is what this is a record player you know yeah this is from world <laughs> war ii or something and you're just like yeah sure yeah but when you go to the record store and you just look and you see all the genres and you could walk from one corner to the other and you look at the album cover and the artwork and you go wow what's that and you just look at that it catches your eye before it ever catches your ear for something new Um, And then when you're listening to something like the double albums, when you open it up and you see the artwork and the lyrics are in there and it's just, you sit down and you listen to the whole thing and the the little pops and cracks on the record, it added to it. I mean, digital is nice. You can really get clear and clarity, but when you listen to a record and it's got that pops and hisses and a little crack, it's more authentic. You're like, yeah, it's got more texture to it. And it's just cool. It's, it's different. Right. Um, And what I also like about music, too, is you've got crossover stuff. And just to kind of I'm not really going to break down too much into this as far as what my preference is. But when you look at like when hip hop came around and I can't remember who it was, but some of the early DJs that really started Mm -hmm. hip hop, they listened to an album from a Euro pop group called Kraftwerk. Mm. And they listened to that album and they listened to the sounds and they thought they could take this part in this piece and that's where they got the sampling yeah. from right. and craft work 
was a huge part of the early hip hop because they could take those little blips and beeps and, and the weird stuff that they were making and make it their own and different. Well, that's new. how the DJ right. came along because they took samples yeah. and they stopped the record at a certain yes. part and right. they yes. moved the lyrics. Yes. And, and I, that's I, how the DJ came along. I love that, that you can have that, that difference Total difference of music. The genre is different. The people are different. Time frame could be totally different. And yet there's a connection. Yeah. So that's my little speech about music in general. Like I said, it's a big part of my life. I love music. I don't listen to it nearly enough. But um, and I try not to you know, get too down on the new stuff because it's all garbage nowadays because I'm old. Pretty and that's much. what happens when you get old. It's all crap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. So let me start with my sounds, um, if that's cool. The first, so I did break it down in, in a top five, if you will. So my first, listening to music over the years, I've kind of felt like, you know, these are these are the genres and the sounds that I like and listen to. Um, so, you know, the number five on my list would be big band and 40s swing. Um, just that sound, the orchestra playing. Mm -hmm. uh, Benny Goodman um, did a song called Sing, 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 and it's one of my favorites. And you listen to the drums, you listen to the tune, the, the horns come in, um, and it's a swing in tune. I'm surprised there's not more recreations of this song because it's just a rocking song back in the 40s. Um, but all of that stuff they did back then was just really cool. I mean, some of it's cheesy and corny, but the good stuff is good. And, you know, the, the benefit nowadays when you got Sirius XM and you can listen to the genres and you could put on the 40s channel and listen to nothing but 40s and you could hear the different sounds and the different composers and what they were doing, mm -hmm. but that's one of my favorites. And that song, Sing, 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 um, you know, you get into the muted trombone and the muted trumpet and that little, that that jazz sound that they were starting to do back then, you know, that, that cool yeah. stuff. That to me is top mm. notch. So, you know what I, I go on from there, but go ahead. You know what I like about ahead. us is that we form Voltron. <laughs> I give a bad word. <laughs> You know, everybody in Voltron was different, man. But when they came together to make Voltron, man, let me tell you, Voltron was the ish. I don't, I won't cuss because you know it might be some youngsters on here. But Friendly, it was the right? ish. But go ahead, Nor. Are you finished? Are you? Yeah, that was it. That was it. I just wanted to um, pass it okay, on to Katie, you. Okay, KT, you want to go or you want me to go? Sure, I'll go next. Hold on. All right. So, um, kind of in what Noah was talking about as far as, you know, music, the influence, the early part of your life, formative years growing up, um, it was a big part of life for me. I had two sisters that basically listened to music all day, every day, whether it was the radio, whether it was records that they bought, or as you get older and you get into cassette tapes, um, it was just a huge part of our life. So growing up, that's what I listened to. And it kind of, I think for me, then it was an escape. Um, you know, when bored with doing other things, reading or whatever, I would always listen to music and that would just take me to a completely different place. So I constantly would listen, not only to the lyrics, but to the sounds, to the beats, to the different instruments and just kind of pick up little different things about what is being played, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, and so that's kind of where a lot of it came into my life, which I guess as you talk about DJs, that's where I kind of probably got into that much later on in my life. But to talk about genres, um, my genre, I guess it started everything out for me because of my sisters was back then called funk, R&B, 
if you want to call it that. So, you know, listen to like Michael Jackson, Prince, Earth, Wind and Fire, stuff like that were the basis of what I grew up on and what started my musical journey, if you will, that is still going on right now. And that's about it for me. And Randall, what do you have? Man, I have something random. <laughs> yeah, just random. <laughs> no. Let it rip. To be honest with you, I like doing songs. I guess that's my thing. I feel like Juvenile Back That Ass Up is one of my favorite songs, bro. <laughs> and people might clown me on this podcast, <laughs> but I guarantee you, you go to the club, your grandma and your mama and your uncle will be getting on the dance floor. So if we did top 10 songs, I'm just letting y'all know, we did top 10 songs, Juvenile Back That Ass Up would be in my top 10. Don't judge me. <laughs> not judging and people would pe- I'm laughing people will right. judge you and then go and be dancing to the song them and they and they grow oh, yeah. anyway that's random that's just a random thing I had it on that's one of my right. song list and I feel like I, if I wanted to be authentic it was bothering my soul I had to say something <laughs> oh yeah and that's just oh, me yeah. hey know, listen I, some of the some, some of the best songs aren't exactly the most yeah. appropriate for the kids <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah. But anyway, getting off of that, um, how music inspired me, I just remember that um, with my mom, RIP to my mom, she passed away long, 10 years ago, September. But anyway, I just remember us cleaning up. She always made me and my sisters clean up. Or if I was with my aunt during the summer, you know, my brothers and my cousins, we would be listening to music. Not necessarily listen to what we wanted to listen to, but what they wanted to listen to. And it kind of influenced me, you know, and I feel like music tells a story and you'll see a theme with all the genres and the artists I talk about today. They're all great songwriters. All of them are great songwriters. And I feel like uh, that influenced me being around my parents, uh, my aunts, my brothers, my sisters. And also the second part of that, I worked in a music store for two years and I think that influenced me. You know, big time just being around other people that necessarily didn't look like me but i connected with and we connected through music um you know i think that was just a big part i met guys that you know i worked in the music store where they played guitar you know i played marching band drums i had a guy that played drum sets so i think that just they just influenced me and i listened to words and lyrics so i think the first thing the first genre i want to talk about i guess i'm not going in are we going in order or we want to do that or i, I won't i won't go in order no doesn't matter the first genre yeah, i'm talking want, about sure. is uh 90s music alternative with the nirvanas yep the stain you know nirvana grunge. uh yeah grunge kurt cobain man to me great songwriter great storyteller if if you listen to this go to uh come as you are Great song, Stain. It's been a while. Even Creed, man. I'm a big Creed fan. A lot of people don't like them. I think yeah. uh, My Sacrifice is a great, great song, great songwriting. Um, my mm-hmm. own, Creed, My Own Prison, that's another great song. They were great mm-hmm. songwriters. Some of them left before their time, like Kurt Cobain, but he had a lot of pain in his music, and he wrote through pain. And I think that rubbed off on me. I, I kind of like took myself out of who I was and what I looked like. And I just listened to the lyrics of what he was saying. And it, I connected with it. So I think that period of music was big because when grunge blew up, it really blew up. It thrust Kurt Cobain into like superstardom. He 
he went from being small band to like a superstar. And I feel like on some levels, he couldn't even handle that, you know, but, but he was a great, he was a great, if you listen to his music, songwriter, close your eyes, listen to what he's saying, listen to the music. And man, that's one of the great songwriters of my time. And if you don't believe me, just look up his music, Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. So that's probably my first genre that I really liked. Very good. I understand what you're saying as far as songwriters and the, um, and Kurt Cobain and the pain that they're going through that you think a lot of the talented people, even outside of music, just talented in general are, um, people that are going through a lot of, I don't know, I don't want to say pain, but just a lot of different things in life that, you know, almost some of your most successful are the ones that have the most pain going on in their life because that's the vehicle that they use probably to hide or get rid of or express what it is they're go- what's going on in their life. Yeah, and I, I, when it comes to music, like I was saying before, you you find that that connection, and it's usually like you got people that write songs about how they're feeling, and when they're writing songs about personal pain or loss, and they're, they're expressing that, and you have any sort of connection to that, and you can, exactly. or you can just feel it. You can hear it and go, wow, man, that dude or that woman, that person, that's it could deep. Be, it could be one lyric in the song or yes. one, one verse in the song that gets you, and that's yes. your song. And I think music connects people. It don't matter what you look like, what your race is, whether you're male or right. female, whether you're gay or straight. Music, in general, connects the world. That's what I believe in. Sure it does. Yeah. I mean, when you think about that, think of Michael Jackson, think of Prince, think of David Hasselhoff, for crying out loud. When you go to, when he went to different countries, he was I mean, big in Germany, know, man. He was, he was huge. When you, Michael Jackson going to Japan, they yes. cried over him like they he was their best friend. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, you know, back when the Beatles came here. Yeah. Right. You know, they were this British band, and all of a sudden, all these American kids and the girls were screaming. And it was like, what? Okay. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, how you've got different cultures, different people, different languages, right. and there's still that connection. Right. Love it. Interesting. Ooh. It's on you, Noah. All right. All right. So go ahead, man. Go with the next one, Noah. All right. All right. So down to number four. Um when it comes to, you know, myself, I've listened to so many different kinds of music. My parents were, they were basically hippies back in the sixties and seventies. And they had me out in California mm. in the, in the San Francisco area. But when it came into my own and I started listening to music that really like, you know, like you just get older and you're like, Oh, I like that. I like, that's got a catchy tune. Some of the stuff that came out with mm. funk, yeah. R and B, uh, soul and some older jazz. I mean, jazz is a little different, but some oh, of that man. cool in the gang stuff, Sly in the Family Stone. Yeah. Some of that stuff is just awesome. I mean, it's got such a hook to it. Like you said, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. September. Mm, yeah. Man. Now, you might not believe this, but I can't <laughs> dance for nothing. Not to save my life. <laughs> I'm sure you could if I, it had to save I, your I, life. <laughs> no. No. I would be dead. Uh, I have negative rhythm. Would you say negative, Elaine on Seinfeld? Right? That's what you are? <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I dance worse than her. that hook. It's just great. And another one, you know, disco gets a bad rap, but the tramps, when you listen to disco Inferno, you can listen to the extended version. It's like, it's like four hours long and it's just mm. the same group, man. And it's so good. So good. I love it. Um, but then when you talk, like was mentioned, some of the jazz, this is really what they made 
their own out of from the beginning. You know, and then they came into hip hop, and there was a difference in in, in you know time. Um, but the early like the the what was considered, I mean, even rock and roll was considered. What did they call it? I mean, I, I don't want to sound offensive, but they called it jungle music because that was like the black artist, and it was, that kind of pissed mm. me off. But but yeah. it's not. I mean, it's just good stuff. It was so different from back in the day. Yeah. They were like the first. It was a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago by now that they had the they were the first I want to say black artist that had a number one uh, hit on the charts, and it was I forget the name of the song, but it was a really cool song. The Platters. The Platters. Listen yeah. to just about anything the they did. And the ink spots. The ink spots were cool because when they did their thing, they were back in like the, the early 50s, I think, before rock and roll really started. But it's cool because they would be doing their thing with the music. And then all of a sudden, the dude comes out with the deep voice, the deep baritone. Yeah. And he would just start singing uh, or talking instead of singing. And it just was so cool. It just was it was weird. And but it's so good. So that's really my next genre would be the R&B, soul, funk, jazz. Um, just kind of put all that together. Stevie Wonder, mm. another one that you're just like right. talented, talented, crazy. All right, so I'm I'm good on that. I'm done. That was a lot. That was a, that lot. Was a lot. You jumped over some decades. You did. I'm like, okay, years, man. You like, done talking because he talked about all of it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna just take all your stuff. Gonna, that's why I should go last of the three of us because I'm just gonna got nothing no, else to say. Bulldoze over everything. <laughs> no, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. I like it though. But like you ranged like 40 years, man. You you did, <laughs> man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's almost my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you took us all the way through the civil rights hey, music movement, is, all the way to Michael Jackson. Music is timeless. Back. Oh. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention you got Marvin Gaye. Come on, man. Come on. What's Love going you, on? Man. Love Come you, on. Man. <laughs> For me to repeat what Noah's already talked about, uh, my second installment of genre of music for me, I guess, in growing up and kind of my after my formative years was the addition was hip hop. And when hip hop started, you know, back then, Sugar Hill Gang was like the first crossover. Gang, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dream hit that kind of opened up, you know, hip hop and rap to the rest of the world. But for that me, is, you know, Grandmaster Flash, it is KRS One, Eric B, and Rakim. They were the formative years for me as far as hip hop actually went, and probably even going deeper than that to Curtis Blow, mm. um, Houdini. Um, I could if more. Uh, forgot the name but anyway so a lot of that was where for me now music became a little bit more personal because now for me it was almost it was almost a quest to find music that no one could hear or ever heard of or listen to um because it was just so obscure and out there and there was such an emergence of hip-hop at that particular point that I could have been looking for years uh, for new artists that just kept coming out, just kept coming out. Um, so there was that. And because of me growing up in England, there was also the addition of uh, what they call ska music. Mm. With the, mm-hmm. the combination of that with reggae, we I listened to the specials. Um, I would listen to a group called Selector um, growing up. And that was also a... 
it was a slightly different way of listening to music. Now, as we say, you know, over racial lines, music is what it is. But when you look at, for me, it was a surprise to look at white guys in groups playing music with a slightly different beat than what I'm used to listening to them playing. Yeah, I know exactly and, and, what you mean. Yeah, so, so it was an eye-opening experience to look at groups with white guys and maybe one or two black guys, but the music they're playing, I'm like, I love this. Like, where did this come from? And that's where music changed for me to where across racial lines, it didn't matter. At that point, it was like, you can play anything you want to play. Um, So, you know, like when, um, what was that group called? Living Color? Living Color, I think it was that came out. Living Color, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a rock group, but there were black dudes. And it was like, Oh, okay. Very different. But it it didn't surprise me at that point because I was already used to, you know, uh, the oddities of different music being played by people you're not expecting. So for me, hip hop, ska music was definitely um, kind of my growing up and opening my eyes to a lot more things than I was ready for. Ska music. I never heard that. I just learned something today. Yeah, when when you listen to Sky, you got to think to yourself, this is this is an ancestor, or it's related. They're they're connected to it's connected to punk. Yeah, which blows yeah. my mind. And you know, you yeah. got a lot of people like the Clash, and even not so much the Sex Pistols, but you know, a lot of those punk bands, they were into Sky, mm. and it's hilarious mm-hmm. that they're connected. But there's the connection. I have to look that up, man, because I can't really add anything to the conversation. Yeah, Scott, the specials are good. Um, that ended up, was there the became, once, I think. Yeah, ska became a movement in a sense. It was almost yes. like a kind of like how hip hop emerged. Mm-hmm. Ska became that, and so all of a sudden now there was a gravitation towards this different music. So now there's a group of kids that like this style of music, and there was a way of dressing, and there was a way of being, and there was a way of acting um, in that particular movement. Um, and so you say with punk also, I think reggae kind of had a little bit to do with that also. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. uh, it was different. I mean, it was different than what you were listening to. Um, and that was in the 70s, I want to mm. say. I think it was the 70s kind of yeah. came out. So, yeah, look up, I mean, look up the specials. I mean, I, I tell you this, the, the specials did a song called uh, Free Nelson Mandela. Mm. And that was in the, that was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, and the specials literally was basically a, a combination white black guys. I think there were two uh, rasters that was in the group with them from I think they were from Jamaica. Mm. Um, but even then, in the seventies, they were making songs that were socially conscious, if you want to say, songs with yeah. meaning, songs that had something specific they wanted to say. And back then, in the seventies, they needed Mandela to be free, and they made a song about it. So, hey, you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's not just music for music's sake. I think for a lot of them it is, but it also, they also want, like you said, tell a story or get a message out there. So, yeah, I, I do like when music is, like you said, it's got a message, whether it's political mm-hmm. um, or, you know, some social relevant, mm-hmm. you know, idea. I just, I really like that people can do that and other people can listen and relate to. And, it, and sometimes it has a, profound impact on what's going on in the world which right. is incredible to me i love that about music mm. i have learned something i just learned something today i have to look that up because i, uh, oh, yeah. I thought i was a pretty good music buff but i need to look that genre of music up ska okay yeah there, there's i got a lot of blind spots as much as i've listened to music over the years and 
for myself, there's a lot of stuff I need to I need to do better. Oh, good. We all we all learning, man. You're fine, though. Yeah, you're fine, brother. We all learning. Oh, no, I just say I got I got to branch out. I got to branch out. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's on me, right? So yes, sir. My next my Let next genre is uh, I guess the '50s and '60s music. The you know the first artist I have here is uh Sam Cooke, man. Let me tell you, mm. Sam Cooke. People still sleep on Sam Cooke today. I think in that yeah. era, he sung songs like the big one. I guess the most, the one he's most known is "Change Gonna Come," and it was doing the you know civil rights movement that came out, and you know the listen to the lyrics in there. I won't take up time singing all the lyrics, but listen to the lyrics on there. He sung "You Send Me," that was a ballad. He sung "Chain yep. Game," you know. Yeah. Um, People like that. Another one. Um, we're gonna talk about nineteen, the sixties Marvin Gaye, the sixties Marvin Gaye. We're not even. We're gonna get into the seventies Marvin Gaye, but we talking about sixties <laughs> Marvin Gaye, clean, more clean cut Marvin Gaye with Tammy Terrell. I don't know if the young people know. Right. Oh, yeah, Tammy yeah. Terrell. Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell had a Those whole two. record, and one of their biggest songs, "Ain't No Mountain High Enough," mm, "Ain't yes. No Valley Low Enough" to keep me yeah. from getting you baby now if you can't man that's one of the let me tell you look <laughs> it get me emotional what i'm talking about when you sing to a woman that ain't no mountain high enough right. ain't no valley man they were classic together like tammy terrell and marvin gave a classic together and i hated that tammy terrell had a brain tumor and she died early like in life like mm. really like yes. a couple years after she made this whole cd with marvin Gaye, or they would have been mm. They would have been had more hits, you know. I'm sure. And uh, we talk about the fifties and sixties, and then on the other realm, we can go in the fifties. We can talk about the Beatles. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. I don't know yeah. if anybody's brought them mm. up, but one of my favorite yep. Beatles songs is the song "Yesterday." I think mm. that song right there, and it's different, you know. But if you listen to the words and you listen to the melodies, you know, you understand these guys are before their time. That's why they're revered today. They're before their time. And most yeah. of the artists that I talk about today were great songwriters. And they fall right into that. They were before their time because, you know, they, they you can tell they took time in their craft to, to craft a song that would stand the test of time. And when a song stands the test of time or when a group stands the test of time, you know they're classic. Because I feel like we throw around legend and classic today with a lot of artists which i feel like they don't even deserve it because in 10 years are we going to be talking about these artists you know probably not. yeah you know <laughs> exactly the beatles we're talking about them forever marvin Gaye. we're talking about forever you yeah. know sam even sam yep. Cooke. so i think yeah. that era man was great i think the songwriters in that era great like i said 1960s marvin Gaye. we haven't even gotten to 70s Marvin Gaye, which was another whole, <laughs> which was the political Marvin Gaye. We're gonna get yes, to it was. That, but the 60s Marvin Gaye was more of a balladeer, you know, yep. classic love song. You know, he that was the Marvin Gaye in the 60s. But people evolved, so Marvin evolved to the yep. 70s. But but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's but mm. that's my genre: 50s, 60s, the Beatles, Sam Cooke, mm. Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. So if you if you able to pull them up. You listen to this podcast, pull up those songs. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Noah, what do you have? All right. So for me, the next kind of group I listen to, um, 
you know, and I said earlier, you know, kind of music changes as you get older, you know, you're kind of in your parents' shadow for a while. But back in the early 80s, my mom, my parents got divorced. My mom got into uh, going into aerobics back in the 80s. That was a thing. And, um, and for her, the music that she liked to listen to, and she became an instructor, she would make her own classes and she would set her own music. So she'd go and buy all this stuff from new wave artists. And, you know, she listened for a certain mm -hmm. tempo and beat, you know, beats per minute she had to have for yeah. the class and stuff. And it was high energy. It was, uh, is aerobics, right? Dance boom, stuff. Boom, 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 and, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah she'd yeah. be listening to all this stuff and she'd buy records just like dozens at a time back in the day, just to hear what they were, try them out and stuff. Um, but new wave, um, even going back into the, into the seventies, cause that, you know, you've got Blondie um, was in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. Some of the other uh, new wave bands that came about bigger in the 80s started in the 70s. And you're like, wow, they were on that mm -hmm. long. Right. Um, uh, so new wave, uh, you know, the cure, the Smiths. Mm -hmm. and, you know, when you're a kid, too, like when you're in your early teens and your parents are going through stuff and you're going through stuff and. And then a throw on top of that, you've got no game with the ladies. And, you, you know, you listen to stuff that's a little more on the on the melancholy side, a little on the sadder side. And, you know, you've got the Smiths, um, U2, The Cure, um, New Order. I just love that sound from when I was a kid. And I can hear it, and it takes me back to that time when, you know, that was a long time ago, and you start reminiscing. But um, so that early new wave stuff. And then to tie that back into, you know, just alternative music mm -hmm. in general. Um, going into the 90s. Um, and I wasn't a big fan of the grunge stuff. It, to me, it got overplayed. And I, I knew Kurt Cobain was a good artist. Great artist. Not good. Every time. Every great time. Artist. Yeah, great. <laughs> I sit corrected. Um, Sorry. But it, to me, it was so overplayed. I heard it all the time. And it was like, I, I just, uh, I don't want to listen to this because I hear it all the time. Um, but, but you hear Radiohead come around in the 90s. And you're like, ooh, this is a little different. And it's cool. When you listen to a band, like you were saying, KT, you listen to something that no one else is listening to. Right. And you love it. And it's good music. And you know it's good music. And your friends listen to it. And they go, this is good music. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it becomes super popular. And everybody's listening to it because they know it's good music. And you're like, man, I knew them from back in the day. Right. And there's that connection, which is cool. Um, and that happened a bit with the new wave stuff. It kind of got popular. And you're like, man, I knew these guys when there was this going mm -hmm. on and right. you know so that's always a cool connection you have but and then some of those bands made it through you know the 80s 90s and the 2000s and today like you too is still a great, great band, band. Yeah. Good songwriters good musicians um like with or without you is one yes. of the it's a powerful song and then they came out with one after yes. that you know um they did actually you too is very uh, political in the sense that they made a song for martin luther king jr they have a song called mlk mm. Um, pride in the name of love was about MLK. Um, they, they're very political. Yes, they um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's cool when you have bands that can, you know, take that statement music Bono. that they, they're feeling and express it in a way that people listen to and they go, oh, okay, I get it or I feel it. So mm -hmm. that, that's, that's kind of my next thing there, you know, and then, you know, a little bit of that punk tie it back in with the clash, mm -hmm. you know, back in the 80s and stuff. But that, that new wave music, Mm, takes me back to the day. Mm, nice. <clears throat> I love it. You too. I forgot about oh, yeah. it. Forgot you about too. It. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny you say that because even as, as early when they started, they were human rights activists even back then. Um, even yeah. back then when it wasn't like being an activist, um, they were always fighting for human rights. Mm -hmm. 
And granted, coming from Ireland, there was a lot of a lot of uh, strife going on in Ireland with them fighting with the British. Yeah. So I can understand how their music became what it became because you know you got little kids wanting to get out of the get out of the mess and try to make things better. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean Sunday Bloody Sunday. They just had to take this horrible yeah. you know occurrence that happened where people died and it was you know disgusting what happened mm. and they made a song out of it and they expressed themselves and other they people sure listen to it and go, oh ooh, I don't right. uh, you find out you get information and you and you become a little bit more aware of things that are going on too. I love that about music. Love it. Right. Right. Mm, pretty good. Good, man. Well, as you say, no, I'm bringing all that together. You basically talked about what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, why don't you guys like do y'all thing together? Like you do your topics together. <laughs> so then, right, then this, we can And this. Yeah. <laughs> so as. And Noah goes through, you know, all the music I was probably going to talk about because of his mom. <laughs> but you make it your own. You go. You go. Good time. I, well, I eventually then called it basically, it was, you know, my formative white years. Because, you know, growing up in England, <laughs> I, hey, the Beatles had a white yeah. album. Live your, live your, so, yeah. growing up, that's right. Growing up and going to a, a Catholic school, you know, a lot of my friends, young white kids that were probably you know had a irish descent for the most part or scottish never know Mm -hmm. but i listened to a lot of what they listened to and that's where they opened the door to like you said the clash the cure uh new order um and and even like you know duran duran when they came out it was like i was now open to a completely different set of music i'm like what the hell is this and because i think for me the origin of music and what I listen for is sounds and beats. Um, I think that's why I can listen to almost anything because I'm really listening to the beat of a song. And that's what I like about it, more than just the actual song itself. Um, even if the song, I mean, if the song has a message, totally different. But if you're just playing good music, which is probably why I like instrumental music more than mm. um, lyrics, because back in the day when you had a specific song that came out and they came out with a seven inch and then they did develop 12 inch records, which gave you an extended version of that same song. Yep. Um, or they could give you a B side and the B side was probably an instrumental of that song or something different. I just oh, got yeah. into instrumentals because it was, it was just about the music at that point. And I could just listen to the music and not have to listen to somebody singing over it. So, a lot of that is what got me listening to different groups now, totally different groups that I probably would never have normally picked up on. Um, and that was like during the seventies, eighties, around that same era that I was picking up with hip hop and everything else. It was like, there was an explosion of music for me that was hip hop. And then, you know, getting into slightly punk, slightly new age, all of that. Um, developed i guess my wider variety wider appreciation uh for wider or wider 
Why? Why? Okay, okay. I heard a D. I heard a D. As it likes wider. I'm just clearing it up for our audience. You know, just broader. I wider appreciation for music. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Randall. I'm sorry, man. I just want to clear it up because I've, you know, I didn't know what I was hearing. I was like, okay. You know, hey, you know, if you're not sure, maybe someone else isn't sure. Yeah, he, so, yeah. can't keep my friends. Yeah, I want to make sure right. you understood. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nothing out there to hurt him. You know, <laughs> I don't want nothing. Yeah, man, I don't want nothing out there that can hurt you, bro. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's all love. Good looking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so it's on me. Well, yep. These next three, man. These next three genres. Let me tell you. For me, this is like uh, this is when I go to singing and stuff, man. This, these, you know, these songwriters and and uh, groups are people that wrote these songs were just very influential to me. You know, um, I guess the next genre I would say would be my number three most favorite. I guess you know would be eighties music like pop and R and B. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Pop and yep. R&B. Yeah. I mean, in, in the yep. 80s, pop and R&B, you're talking about Prince with Purple Rain. Huge. I mean, mm-hmm. never never meant to cause you no pain. I mean, come on. The 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 guitar solo in yeah. that alone, if you don't feel that, right. you know, you just, you don't love people, music. <laughs> you don't have a soul. If you don't feel That's that, right. You you're know, just dead inside. <laughs> young people, listen to Purple Rain. The guitar solo. Then you got your Michael Jackson's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What off the wall? The whole record. I mean, off the wall. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. on every time I hear that. that Come on, come on, man. The whole album. The whole album. The best album he ever did. I know. Yeah, I feel that way too. But a lot of people don't feel that way. I feel like that was his best album. Mm -mm. Well, Thriller was Mm -mm. Thriller was huge, huge. But yeah, it's the most popular. But I feel music. But off the wall was his best work. I feel that way too, KT. I feel that way too. I went actually. I I went back and listened to it. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Good stuff. I don't even want. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even want to stay stuck on it because I could spend an hour on just talking about that. But let me move on. (laughs) Then you got the elements. You got the elements. Earth, wind, and fire, man. Uh, Let's groove tonight. Party mm-hmm. joint upbeat. Man, if you want to get the party started, let's groove tonight. Reasons, another one of their hits. Yeah. Philip yeah, Bailey. Philip Bailey. Come on, man. Come on, man. Philip Bailey. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> classic songwriters. When I say classic people, look up these songs and listen to them. They stand the test of let me all right. I don't want to get overly <laughs> passionate. They stand the test of time. And then you go and then no. another song, Bob Marley, Redemption mm. Song. Come on, man. Mm. Political, yes. just yep. thought-provoking, you know, mm-hmm. just saying that you got to uplift your mind out of mental slavery before you can free yourself. Yeah, that mental slavery. The man. mental slavery is the first that part. That line. Yes. That line. Redemption yeah. Song. Look that song up, man. And then you can flip it to, like, groups... In the 80s, like Frankie Beverly and Maze. If you if you're a black yeah. person and you go to a barbecue 
<laughs> and I'm just keeping real. If you're a black person, you go to a barbecue. Black people, y'all feel me on this. I'm not excluding my whites and my Hispanics. And I love, I love y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> but black people, hear me out. If you go to a barbecue and you don't hear "Before I Let You Go" by Frankie Beverly and Maze, it ain't really no black barbecue, mm-hmm. man. Because you know we play that song at every. Barbecue. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Frankie Beverly and Maze, Before I Let Go. You probably heard the song. You just didn't realize who sung it. Frankie Beverly and Maze. And then you or, got it. I'm a, go ahead. I said, or Pain. Joy and Pain. That's another one. Joy and Pain. Either one. Yes, yeah, sir. And they be, they've been remade yes, so many times that you don't even really know who right. originally sung it. But it's, it's Frankie right. Beverly and Maze. And then I'll end it with Classic. Another classic group, songwriters, the Isley Brothers. Wow. Between the Sheets. I know, young people, you thought Notorious mm. B.I.G. made that song and the beat, but nope. really he didn't. They just sampled from the Isley. The Isley Brothers have so many hits, I, yes. can't, even, I can't even get into it because mm. I could spend a whole just podcast talking about the I Ron, we could just sit yeah, there and then Ron and then Ron mm. Isley reinvented himself with I don't mm-hmm. want to mention his name but you know who I'm talking about you know if you do a little bit of research he reinvented himself with a certain <laughs> artist that was really that, that was dude. really huge and you know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie I like a yeah. lot of his music but I don't want to mention his name he's from Chicago nope I give another nope, hint. You know who he is. Yeah, we know who he is. But yeah, those artists in that era, man, when I say classic, timeless, those were the artists in the mm. 80s pop R&B that I loved. And I'm finished. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very nice. good. Yes. Noah. Go ahead. Noah, what are we <laughs> going to talk about now, Noah? <laughs> All right. Uh, so between me and KT, this is our next category, um, and I'll just do all the speaking for us. Thank you, bro. I'll probably Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I look at it like this. So my next genre, and I'm a little torn on this because, you know, uh, the way music starts, it's you've got people that kind of do something, and then other people hear it and they go, "Ooh, I like that." And based on the way the world works, it's a white <laughs> world, and you know, and that's that's a song. It's, that's a different conversation. Yeah. That's another part. Guys. But, that's another part. You know, back when we had, yeah, back when rock and roll got started, and that's my genre, rock and roll and oh, the yeah. blues, which was before rock and roll. And that's where it all came from was the blues. And that was, you know, poor black people from the South, you know, the slaves of the day, Elvis their folk music, that, you know, singing about their, their pain. <laughs> No, he just really off the black artists and oh uh, became famous, you know. Um, but but I gotta say, I gotta say, Elvis was. was very talented. I mean, that you can't you can't just rip off someone else without having talent yes. of your own uh, to kind of back it up. So Elvis did have the talent, um, but you know, when you're a white guy, you get, that's part <laughs> that's of the privilege. It's a yeah. different conversation, but you're able to get on TV. You're able to relate to the mass crowds, and you're socially acceptable, especially yes. back in the '50s. Come on. You know, uh, in, in, in 1955 is when rock and roll really got started. And racially, the country was mm. horrible, horrible. I mean, it wasn't slavery, but it was still Jim Crow mm. and it was horrible. Um, so you've got these artists, a lot of white artists that were using the black artist music. Now, some of those artists like um, 
you look at it's it's hard for me to come up with all the names, but there's a lot of those artists. Um, mm-hmm. you talk about the Beatles. Um, you know, they they give definitely give back to the, oh, yeah. to the creation, to the originators, you know, the people that made. Eric Clapton considered one of the greatest guitar players ever, like one of the one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. And he will flat out tell you that you know he listened to BB King, he listened to Muddy Waters, he listened to these guys, and that's who made him. Uh, Buddy Holly was big. He, Buddy Holly was a smart guy back in the fifties. Um, he was using a lot of that rock and roll, but he actually went to the next step in, in music in general. He started producing albums and changing up how they, um, you know, made music. And one of the songs he did, he was he was like, "We're going to put the drums in the front of the music, and the drums are going to be what people hear, and the rest of the stuff is kind of there, but the drums." So he did that, and he changed that. And so when it comes to rock and roll, I am torn about it because you've got a lot of those artists back in the 50s. They were all the white artists that people knew, but it was the black artists that Mm. really made the music. Um, Mm. You know, like Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, he's the grandfather of rock and roll, Mm -hmm. but he gets second fiddle to Elvis. Why is that? Well, because look at their skin. You know, Um, there's There's a funny segment with Little Richard. And who is he talking to? He's talking to somebody else. There was like three of them. And Little Richard, that dude, when you listen to that dude talk about life and stuff, he is crazy. Nope. <laughs> he's crazy, but he's awesome. Um, but he was saying, you know, back in the day, he's like, because <clears throat> you're a black man. Yeah. You know, talking like Little Richard. <laughs> so I do feel torn about it, but rock and roll, just that the, the blues origin, you know, because it really stems from pain. Um, Eric Clapton made a copy of uh, Robert Johnson, who... He invented the blues as we know it. He invented rock and roll. Uh, the story goes he went he went down to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil so that he can be a musician. He can learn to play guitar. Uh, there's a lot of folklore about it, which also adds to the coolness of it. Um, but Eric Clapton did a cover of one of his songs, Walkin' Blues. And it's just Eric Clapton on the slide guitar. He did it for his Unplugged show. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just put on his walking shoes. I'm going to go walk around and just, you know, just sad, man. The song is sad. You feel it. You feel That's it. music, it's man. Just, That's music. Man. You feel it. Oh, yeah. Heartfelt. Yep. Heartfelt. That pain. Yeah. You know, some of the Coming greatest the hits heart. are made I love through it. pain. Through mm-hmm. pain of, yes. of that artist that they've gone through. Some of the greatest <laughs> songs are made, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how they go. Oh, let me, let me. Yeah, let me finish off real quick because rock and roll was from the 50s even to nowadays. But, you know, when, when rock and roll hit the 60s and 70s, that's when it really started to kind of grow into different stuff. And there's progressive rock that came out. There's this classic rock. There's the hard rock. Mm-hmm. For me, the, the, my favorite band mm, is Pink yes. Floyd. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this, this group of four white guys that were making, you know, crazy music, it was interesting music. But they got their name from Pink yes, Anderson I learned and Floyd that. Council, which were two mm-hmm. old blues guys from back in the day. And that's just, that's where they got yep. their roots from, you know? Um, but they came up with some very crazy music and they came up with genres of how to, not genres, but concepts for how to mm-hmm. make an album. You know, talking about albums again, you listen yep. to The Wall. You listen to Animals from Pink Floyd. That is my favorite album, just there's four right, they the songs ones on that, the album. Never mind. I don't even want to embarrass myself. I'll get with you off, off the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. That's another. To the blues artist, told them how to play music. And that's what they did. And 
Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Eric Clapton, just some good music. Yeah, but it goes back to the blues. Definitely. Awesome, man. All right. So. All right. Very good. You or me? Just a bit of I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, and after I've said all of that, move it. <laughs> Oh, I, um, I actually wanted to kind of add on to his blues because for me, I think at that particular point, I was getting into jazz. Mm-hmm. And when I say jazz, fucking Miles mm-hmm. Davis, mm-hmm. Charlie Parker, mm-hmm. that jazz. Then because now I'm just listening. And it was just all about listening to what they were putting out there, the differences of the, the type of jazz of what that was. Um, I could listen to Miles Davis all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. I think that there was just a different a different avenue getting out of, you know, the, the, the white years and moving into deeper solar black years. It was more about that now. It was listening to that type of music. That was just something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, everything else is kind of blowing up around, which it still is like that for me right now. But there are times where I can just fixate on one particular style and I will listen to that for an extended period of time and find out as much as I can about each person in a sense. And and then just want to find out more about it, the differences of Charlie or Thelonious Monk um, and just how they play and just the style of what they do. Um, Dude, I could listen to that stuff all day long. That then turned into for me, different instruments of jazz and it moved even yes. forward to date. Now they call smooth jazz, but it was me listening to guitarists. It was me listening to specific saxophone players, yes. listening to, you know, trumpet players, or even trombone, trombone shorty, um, flute, you name it. I could listen to very, something very specific and kind of like that, you know, certain piano players like um, Joe Sample, um, or even Bob James. Bob James, I think, if you know, or no, it was Dave Grusin that did the theme for the show Taxi mm-hmm. oh, way yeah. back in the day. Remember? So, I mean, just stuff like that, I was now kind of like listening to that a little bit better, more than just listening to words and listening to music. I'm now listening to specific instruments and listen to how they make that the star. You know, you talked about how the drums became the forefront. Well, now you're listening to a song where it's really about the guitar. Yeah, it's right. not really about the it's not about the vocals. It's about this guy playing a rhythm guitar or this guy playing a, you know, a saxophone and going in that general direction. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of where things are. And I'm still kind of like that now when it comes to jazz is specific instruments I want to listen to. But that's kind of where I am as far as that goes. So, Noah kind of mentioned everything else for me. So, I'll just move on to Randall. Thanks, Noah. It's Noah and KT's list together. But Noah's going to talk, though. Uh, That's what makes him the greatest. The greatest Noah of all time. I think my next next list is is different than all y'all's. But am I I up? Is it my turn? It's me. Yeah, okay. So, uh, okay, moving along. Next, uh, man, this is a big era, big genre. The 70s R&B soul. You know, that era in the 70s created more mm-hmm. huge hits. And I think the artists in the 70s kind of paved the way 
for the artists in the eighties. And I say that because they became more <laughs> political, you know, mm-hmm. and the right to uh, free speech, you know, um, mm-hmm. they became more sexual, you know, in the stuff that they talked about. And I think they kind of paved the way for the artists in the eighties to be even more open. I mean, you know, you, you, you have groups like the Commodores. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. Lionel Richie was in the Commodores. Richie, this yeah. was Lionel yes, Richie. He Before he was Lionel Richie, he was in yeah. the Commodores. With yes, he was. Like Zoom. I love Zoom. I love that song. Mm-hmm. I love, that's one of my favorite songs. Noah, what's my next song, man? Billy Paul. What's my next? What's my next? Billy song? Paul. <laughs> what is it? Me and Mrs. John. Billy Paul. I wrote Billy Paul then. What was the name of the yes. that's, right. that's my one of my favorite songs, man. He was so smooth in that song. You know, um, <laughs> artists like that, artists like another classic artist, Al Green, Let's Stay Together. That's still played together. Mm. That's oh, a love that song. That is a that's, good song. That's talking about love. And then you got, come on, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? 70s Marvin Gaye. Yes. To me, that's one of the greatest. That has to be in everybody's top 10 greatest songs of all time. I, at least in my top 10. I, let me not speak for everybody in the, no, in no, the world. I, 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 don't want, I agree with you. I don't speak for everybody in the world, but they were classic. They were great songwriters, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. he, to me, that song, What's Going On, you can still play it to, today and it's relevant. Mm-hmm. What's going on today in this world? You know what I'm saying? We're yep. still fighting. We're still sending young boys, men and women, to war. You know what I'm saying? We still have racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, he was just classic. I mean, then you got artists like, you know, Donnie Hathaway. I don't know if you guys, Someday We'll All Be Free. That's a great song. You know, um, you have yep. the Commodores again with Easy. Easy Like Sunday Morning. Mm-hmm. That's oh. a, man, that's a classic oh, song. Yeah. Because that's a good song. People still sing it today. You know? Mm-hmm. Easy like Sunday morning. You got, I mean, in this area, you got the Jackson Five before Michael. Come on, who not who not yeah. singing ABC? You right. know, so I mean that one exactly, more chance that uh, mm-hmm. that era, man. Like I said, they set up the eighties. I feel like the eighties had bigger hits because they maybe sold more records. But I think without the artists in the seventies paving the way and talking about the things that they talked about. You know, you wouldn't have the Michael Jacksons and the Princes and the Bob Marley, you know what I'm saying, selling the huge records. Right. Yeah. Because these artists in the right. 70s, you know, they uh, they paved the way. You know what I'm saying? So yes, they yeah, did. You got you to have yes. those innovators. You got to have those, uh, you know, prolific people that come out and they just exactly. do something different. Exactly. So you know? that that was my genre, the, the 70s R&B soul music. And I look it up. Everybody, listen to those mm. songs. They'll change you. All right, Noah. All right. So I think this will be different than KT's. <laughs> At least I hope so. Sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so for me, the greatest kind of sound genre of music um, is mm. classical. Now, when you listen to classical, I took a humanities class. I remember that class. I don't know chemistry. I, I'm pretty good with math, but when I li- when I took that humanities class and they broke down, you know, classical music pretty much that we know of started with Bach and back in the day. And back then it was called Baroque. 
they broke it down a little bit by the artists and the, the years. Baroque was a little different in the, the, the nuance of the music, the, the way that they composed music. Um, the instruments were different. Um, they didn't have piano back then. Um, and then Mozart came along, um, you know, decades later, and he, there was the piano, and he played the piano. It was this new instrument. Now, imagine that. Piano was a new instrument. So you've got the Baroque, and then you've got the classical period, which was Mozart. And then even after that, then you had the Romantic period, they called it. And that was when Beethoven uh, came around. And Beethoven was a weird cat because, yeah, he lost his hearing. But back then, too, he was one of the first composers to write music for himself. A lot of times, like Bach, he wrote music for mm. the church. Uh, Mozart wrote music for the royalty, for the king and the, and the court. Um, and that's how they made money. And they, they basically just, I want you to write an opera. And they wrote an opera. Um, so they were kind of told what to do. It was their job and it wasn't a whole lot of creativity involved, but when you listen to Mozart and you listen to Bach and Beethoven and you hear the genius that these guys were coming up with, the genius, they were just brilliant. You can hear it in the music, the notes, and you know, you listen to things that they've done and it's just all together. Like, you're just like, wow. And it was learned music. These people were educated. They wrote notes. They wrote they wrote the music so that anybody could play it. And they were accomplished musicians, um, just fantastic music. I mean, when you put on some Bach and you listen to mm. Vivaldi, um, you listen to Handel, you listen to um, uh, Pachelbel Cannon. That's another very popular song that you've heard. It's like a wedding song. It's just, it's so moving, the instrumental, the mm -hmm. orchestration. Um, and it was very... Um, some of it's a little on the bland side, you know, there's no drums in it really. Uh, that came about much, much later, you know, so it's all orchestra orchestrations or strings, um, you know, and it's just that genius. I can't get over it. Every time I listen to that stuff and I'll put it on every once in a while, or I'll check into this or that, uh, it's just brilliant. Now to tie off my entire list and my mm. entire talk, my favorite song of all time comes from classical, um, you know, music, um, it was romantic period. It was Claude Debussy with Claire mm. de Lune. When I hear that song, little piano interlude, um, it, it's just, mm. it's just to me the greatest tune, the greatest song I've ever heard. It just melts mm -hmm. me. I just mm. love. That's it. That's it. As much as I love the Beatles, <laughs> um, U2, Radiohead, those are some of my favorite. But Claire de Lune, man, it's just. It all stops. Everything shuts down. That's makes it. you want to grab That's the it. wife, huh? Just, all right, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold you, honey. Oh, it's so good, so good. Hilarious. All right, Casey, is that the same as you? Absolutely not. Not yes. All right, let her rip, man. It's all yours. I wasn't going to talk about grunge, but we kind of touched all over that already. Um, I actually wanted to say when you were bringing up uh, the Commodores. It made me think of Cool in the Gang. Yes. Yes. People don't know the song Cool in the Gang, Summer Madness, 1974. Oh, it was a B-side. It was an instrumental. I probably went on for like 15 minutes. But Fresh Prince. Uh, exactly. exactly. Right? Sampled by the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, just kind of made me think of that. And it was like, yeah, Cool in the Gang, Commodores. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it made me kind of get into for me, where music is now, um, a lot of the artists I listen to, I've noticed their first album is the first one is that I always think is their best work. And I pick off Jill Scott 
I mm. pick off Erica Benu, even though Erica's done a few more that I really like, but still her first one, very classic for me. Uh, Michael Jackson, Mary J. Blige, first ones mm. to me, to me are the their best. And I say best because I think it was really before they came as commercial as they are. Mm-hmm. So listen to the raw talent of somebody who's trying to get out there. And then you listen to them a little later on. Not saying that they're not as good, but if you listen to their very first and you listen to something in the middle, you can definitely tell the difference. So for me, a lot of artists, it's all about their very first work that I can listen to. And if that's what attracts me to them, then we're Mm -hmm. No doubt. Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz' first album yeah. was phenomenal. And after that, yeah, he's still good, but man, yeah, that first and album I, sometimes it's just I almost tough. think I almost think it's at a point where you become, you know, a slightly bigger artist. You sign them with a label, now there's a demand. Yes. And so now you have to exactly. produce. Whereas yes. back then when you did that first one, you didn't have to, but you, and you did. took more time on the first so, album to get yeah, the right sound. Yeah. Well, you want to Yep. Exactly. So with that, I will say that I am done. As far as music goes, I will move it on to Mr. Randall. Well, my last era, and I just feel like this is, to me, is my favorite era out of, I guess, my top five um, is 90s hip-hop. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm. Because hip-hop, like KT said, hip-hop started in in the like mid- 70s but really took off late 70s early 80s but mm-hmm. by the time it really I mean you got in the 80s with Run DMC but by the time it really took off in the 90s it throughout the 90s it became the number one genre selling listened to most popular yes. and hip hop is taken right. off from then to be if not number one in the top two is number one most listen to music when i say 90s hip-hop you had mm-hmm. when i say classics classics and before i get before <laughs> i get into my favorite albums before i our songs before i get into i'm gonna explain to you um why i say they're classics and what the 90s hip-hop did 90s hip-hop at least with these artists they if you were if you could close your eyes and you could live wherever they would paint a story so vivid to where you felt like you were there for somebody that had never lived in that situation. Let's just say a white suburban kid or a kid that lived in suburbia, white, black, or Hispanic, whatever. But also for a kid like me that kind of grew up in some of those areas and knew about or lived through some of those situations, it was a story. It, it explained to other people and to yourself exactly the plight that you were in, what you had to see on a day-to-day basis, and then sometimes how you were going to try to get out of that. On the flip side of that, they had, you know, different songs that were party music that made you feel good. But some of these artists in 90 hip-hop, huge artists, Tupac Shakur, <clears throat> Biggie Smalls, Notorious yeah. B.I.G., mm-hmm. Najir Jones, other known, other known as Nas, Jay Z, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Yep. Those are huge. When I say huge, Jay Z off of hip hop and his other endeavors became a billionaire. Dr. Dre, too, a billionaire. They took right. their wealth and they flipped it and they became billionaires. 
like Tupac with yeah. a song to mm. me. Well, let me let me get off to that because I'll tell you about. Like Noah said, my favorite song of all time. But <laughs> but Snoop Dogg, listen to his album Murder yeah. was the case. To me, that was his best album. Murder was the case, and uh, the title mm-hmm. sounds crazy. But if you listen to the words and how he's explaining everything that he went through, even his trial, and he's explaining in detail. The songwriting is great. Mm-hmm. Jay Z, Hard Knock Life. If you never listened to that mm-hmm. album, listen to it in detail. He was a he was a storyteller, songwriter. Nas, one of the greatest albums of all time, Illmatic. Listen to the song. It ain't mm-hmm. hard to tell. Nas, he created. He gave you a picture of New York, of Queens, New York at the time he lived in it. Jay Z gave you that picture of Brooklyn, of where he lived. Snoop gave you that picture of Long Beach, LA scene. You know, on Notorious B.I.G., one of my top two artists. You know his his whole album Ready to Die, but uh, Warning, Juicy, classic songs. Look them up. Right. And then my number one artist, my favorite artist of all time, Tupac Shakur, Dear Mama. To me, that's in my top three songs of all time. If you listen to this song and you know Tupac, you know that he was a poet, he was an artist, he was a songwriter, he was an uh, activist. You know, Tupac's parents were uh, involved with the Black Panthers. He was born in jail. His mom was a, a Phoenix Accord was had him in jail because she was jailed wrongfully, but she wasn't convicted. She was exonerated. And she had Tupac in the struggle. So his life was set up to be a revolutionary, set up to be, you know, groundbreaking. And he died at 25. All the good die young. All the good die young. And uh, if you listen to Dear Mama, if you listen to this, just listen to the song, how he made it, the pain in it. We talked about pain. You know, a lot of the great songs are made from pain. You know, his mom was on crack, but he talked about even though she was a crack fiend, she'll always be a black queen to him because that's how he revered his mama. Even even though they had to go through mm-hmm. that struggle, you know, through that right. pain, but it made him who he was. And he was a comic. A lot of these songwriters are comics. They they come for a little bit. They burn bright and then they die out. He died at 25. Another, yeah. um, and, and look up those songs, but another one of my favorite groups, Outkast. A lot of people know about Outkast. Oh, yep. They're one of the greatest songwriting groups of all time. And people looking, mm-hmm. listen to this album, Aquimini. It's, it's an album called Aquimini. This is one of, this album rivals the Beatles. And if you don't think, if you don't believe me, go listen to both of them. Listen to the songwriting, <laughs> listen to the lyrics, listen to what they're talking about, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But this era blew hip-hop up into the stratosphere because after that, hip-hop was larger than life. The, the artists are still today larger than life. And without, without right. those artists blowing up in the 90s, you wouldn't have the Drakes, you know, the Lil Wayne, yeah. the Kanye West. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have all these people if it weren't for these artists blowing hip hop. And they sold millions of records. This one, you had to buy a CD or, you know, they sold, they sold these records and they blew, they took hip hop from something small that people were like, oh, that's black music to like worldwide to like, that's worldwide music. Because remember before then, rock and roll was the big genre of music. Right. It was a big one. 
Right. But hip hop replaced rock and roll at that point, and it's still going today. If you look at the the songs on the Billboard and what's popular, the hip hop culture moves culture. They tell you what's popular, what looks good. I mean, that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And they influence culture that much. You see it in your basketball. You see it in your football. You see it in your soccer everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that genre, that era, right, that 90s hip hop was the catalyst for everything that you see in the day. So with that, I'm done, man. That's my top five. Well, I wanted to thank you for listening to our in-depth discussion on the genres of music. Um, we do hope that you were inspired or motivated or even just slightly entertained by our ridiculousness of listening to what we listen to. Uh, we thank you again for joining us today. We hope that you will join us again next time when we are out here. So always remember to have a conversation with an open mind.